everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We are the Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast. I'm Reese, and I'm uh, joined by Mikey tonight. How are you doing, bud? Yeah, no bad, no bad. What's the spirit? How are you? Ah, oh, ticking over. Um, is a registered review <laughs> that it's uh, December yet? No. <laughs> it, we had all these... Like to get out. Get out of it, like, in it. Yeah, Stop had, it. Behave. We had all these grandiose ideas to decorate the new house. You know, get all Christmassy. <laughs> and it, Christ, it haven't happened. Uh, I've, as, as you can see in the camera there, the tree is up. Tree is but, up. Uh, uh, that's, that's, that may well be the only thing that's going up. Yeah, we haven't even got that far yet. Last year, I um, I bought the last plastic tree in Tesco. Um, really? Yeah, it was probably like December the 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, oh, you, you pushed it to the last minute then? Oh, it was Kate's orders. Um, you know, was oh, tr- was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we might have to crack that one out this year. Like, you know, waste not want not and all that. Yeah. We, we were gonna try oh, and go yeah. we were gonna try and go natural, but uh I think we've run out of time for that now. I'm just gonna have to trim up and shut up. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, ever ever gone for a real tree like I ever thought about going for a real one? I would, um, but I'd like to get one that you could sort of like put out in the winter and bring back in. Otherwise, I don't really see the point in like killing yeah. a tree once a year. That's um, right. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, yeah, pla- you know, there's there's bad. I'm going to go into full on work mode here. There are there's a lot of problems with plastic, but if you keep the same plastic tree for a hundred years. You know, if you're doing a life cycle analysis, it might not be. Yes, it's not that bad, really. Let's let's make. Yeah. <laughs> keeping the tree in the ground is much better for the environment than sort of. Yeah. You know, I suppose there are those who buy a new tree every year. I don't know why. I mean, my tree, I don't mind telling you, is recycled from my parents. Yeah, exactly, exactly. As long as that carbon stays locked up in that plastic, and that oh. plastic doesn't get into the environment. Oh, that won't be going in any environment. Yeah, you're all right. Yes. So, uh, yeah, yeah you, can, you can hand that one down to Meg as well. And it'll be oh, a, definitely. A she loves it. A Christmas oh, tree. Yes. yes. Exactly. <laughs> so, you get up to much? It's Tuesday today, dear listener. Uh, what's, what's, what did Mikey get up to on the weekend? Oh, well. Oh, I braved uh, Christmas shopping for the little one on Saturday. Whoa. I think I had a, a physical and mental battering just as much as my wallet did. Yeah, I bet. So, uh, yeah. Then uh, I thought, oh, I couldn't treat myself to a, a nice Black Forest hot chocolate. That's all right. But uh, got to the shop and they'd run out of Black Forest. <laughs> yeah, so a quick I trip over to, to a Germany and get mm. some more Black Forest. Well, well, and, uh, well, 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 why not, In it? I mean, you know, yeah. surely the ones of the customer far, far away, the, um, the carbon footprint of a short shop, Flight over to Germany to get some, yeah, yeah, just a handful of Black Forest. I don't know, like, yeah. there's, there's but, nothing um, worse than gearing yourself up for something. And oh, then, I know, yeah, and then being denied. So, like, you know, if you order something at a restaurant, and then 10 minutes later, the, the, the waiting staff come back and yeah. say, Ah, oh, we haven't got that. Actually, yeah, oh, yes, absolutely frustrating. So, I had to settle for a black coffee then. It was all right. Nothing wrong with black coffee if it's done Absolutely well. Absolutely not. No, no, no. It's like on the day I'd have the second best, but uh, yeah. usually that is that's my go-to. So um, yeah, that was Saturday. Watched every well all the regions apart from the Scarlets on Saturday, and then um, Sunday. Well, it was Sunday. I think I was a bit busy around the house here Sunday. Yeah. So uh, yeah, what about you? What did you have to? Well, Friday was the works too. What was it? So uh, yeah, trip uh, a couple of trips to the steelworks, uh, back down to the lab in Treforest. 
Uh, got myself showered at change at work. Where did we go? We went down to Las Iguanas, which, you know, I will say there were 22 of us. And yeah, yeah they were slick. They were efficient. Got handed to them. Uh, if you look and we, we didn't have to pre-order, you could order off the menu. Really? Yeah, which is a win for a oh, Christmas party. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got mine on Thursday now. Oh, the Welsh water, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to uh, Swansea. Oof. And um, uh, there for the night and a yeah. bit of grabbing a few beers in a, I think uh, one, of, one of the guys has uh, planned a bit of a, not a pub pool as such, he's been mm. looking around to see where's, yeah. uh, where's best and he's planning to take us to a, I want to say it's like a micro, like a micro brewery or that does there, I think it is, mm. um, somewhere down, somewhere down the uh, marina there. Oh, lovely, sir. But um, I'll provide a, a much anticipated update now on the next pod. hundred <laughs> percent. We um, we ended up before going to the restaurant. So because we're based in Forest, we uh, we met at the old Otley. You remember the Otley? Oh, lovely. Yeah, they they brew their own beer on site now. Um, mm. The Mabby Brewery there. And uh, then we popped into your favorite pub in the world, uh, Heidi's. Which I know. Uh, oh, did you know? Yeah, there was, no, there was nobody on the bar this time, though. So, no, well, nobody was dancing it, not on the bar. There were people behind the bar. But, uh... Was it still loud? Oh, yeah, it's too loud for me. Oh. Yeah. Like, especially, like, the the pub before the meal, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then what did I do? Um, well-deserved hangover Saturday, and I had to go to another Christmas meal with uh, with some pals. I was up in a Cumbran in the Queen Inn, lovely pub. Oh. Cashing yeah, but, it right in. Oh, tell you what. Progenda <laughs> Cabran. Oof. 50 minutes. Oh, tell, you what, tell you what. Uh, what do we do then? Uh, back from Cambran. Uh Oh, Kate was away. So, um, yeah, I just I just had the afternoon for myself and I watched the remaining uh, fixtures that day. Kate was away, so the race did play. Exactly. And then... Um, <laughs> Sunday, oh, usual family business, uh, a little bit of a go on the bike, like, and uh, early night. But uh, yeah, well, we've, we've spoken a bit about the fixtures. We've got some news to do before that, haven't we, bud? Mm, we have. Um, Some big news, I suppose. Uh, Guinness are now the title sponsors of the Women's Six Nations. Uh, so it looks like the deal with TikTok has ended. What What are your immediate thoughts on that, bud? Oh, I think it's really good. Really do. It's... um. You no, know, Guinness is synonymous with rugby, and rugby is synonymous with Guinness. And um, and the Guinness have sponsored the Six Nations, the Prem. I'm sure they've. It's been the Guinness Pro 12 before point, it was yeah. the, the Rabo Direct 14 and URC and such. So, I, I, I um, it's really good. I think well, they they stick in 15 million pound a year into it. Yes. Now, I can't find any info on how much the TikTok deal was worth. It was a bit shrouded in mystery. Um, but th- this seems to be a result of a couple of things. I suppose, as you say, Guinness's brand awareness in rugby is quite big. Mm-hmm. Um, and governments in Europe and North America are trying to like restrict TikTok's tendrils getting into the West because it's, it's Chinese owned. I don't like doing geopolitics, but uh, yeah, I, I think there's some governments have some concern about privacy within TikTok. Uh, right, well, that's that's fair enough. And if I suppose if uh, the Six Nations has taken that similar approach, then, um, you know, Guinness is a worldwide brand. I mean, mm. I mean, you can go to any any country in the world and find an Irish pub and there'll be a pub mm. full of Guinness or a pub or two full of Guinness anyway. Yeah, I feel like if you're watching rugby, 
mm. you're probably more likely to know what Guinness is. But I think if you're just one of the other 8 billion people on earth, I reckon TikTok's probably the bigger brand now. Do you reckon? Not for like me and you. Like I haven't got a TikTok. No, I haven't. I can't. I just about, you know, manage our handle mm. on Twitter. Yeah. But I wonder who's, um, I, I, I would, if you made me bet my mortgage on it, I reckon TikTok is a more recognized brand than Guinness. I suppose it's a generational thing as well. Like, you know, yeah. uh, uh, the younger generation, that's sort of like, you know, let's call them, what are they, Generation Z? Or so there's, there's Z. Something is a. And then the next one after, I think they call themselves Generation Alpha. So you've gone back to the start of the alphabet now. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> them alphas won't even know their own name by the end of it. I know, I know. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we probably last the, the last of the late, last great generation, I think. I mean, as a as a highly jaded millennial, I've just stopped caring. That's <laughs> <laughs> the, the condition of the millennial. It is, yeah, yeah. I mean, in some ways, it's, it's very zen. The <laughs> something like that, as 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 we sit here, sort of listening to po- podcasts on meditation, yeah. as well as our own, yeah. <laughs> but I, um, um, yeah, I, I, think... I tell you, what I do like it. it. It's kind of neat, isn't it? Like it ties. Because, you know, the, the is this still the Guinness Six Nations for the men, or is this something? We back? should know this. Yeah, like at some point it was. Um, yeah. I, how, how good would it be if it's, if it's, if it's not? Ooh, and yeah, let's have a what does that say about that. Yeah, what does that say about uh, brand recognition that we don't actually know? It is the Guinness Six Nations. So, yeah. Well, I was good. I was going to say, if it wasn't, then it should be, but it is, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah, so, so it, t- what, it ties a like, neat, neat little ribbon. Yeah, oh, it does, yeah. And I think that's, that's for me, now is, is is the best thing about it. So you've got the Guinness Six Nations, men's and women's, Yeah. which, like, you know, it's I think it's all sort of moving towards the blur, blurring the lines, but in a good way mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. the overarching brand that is Guinness plus Six Nations. Yeah, which 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 can only benefit all b- b- both and all yeah. involved. Yeah. Um. So it's going to run from the twenty third of March to the twenty seventh of April. So not at the same time as the men's tournament, which I think was a success last time. Yeah, I was just going to say the exactly the same thing. Um, we often discussed previously that it deserved its own window, and when it's got its own window, yeah. How good was that Wales England game in the Arms Park? Yeah, it's class. Even yeah. though we didn't get the result, you know, it was it was well, exciting. Well, yeah, I mean, for 40 minutes, Wales were definitely yeah. winning it, but obviously England showed their professionalism and class in equal yeah. measures. And, you know, I think even the, the, the most hardened Welsh rugby fan could be hard, would be hard-pressed to see it go in another way. But, you know, when you're 20 years behind England in terms of professionalism, I yeah. mean, you're, sometimes you've got to be realistic, even... We all bleed red. Whoever's oh, taking the pitch. We were optimistic in the run up to that, weren't we? Yeah, men's, women's, twenty ones, even the football. Let's be honest. Yeah. I think we're a broad church. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, so, uh, I lost you for a sec there after you said broad church, Mikey. But I think, I think, I think you made the point nicely. Yeah, it's been a it's been a slow news week other than that, wasn't it? Yeah, there was a little bit about Leon Brown being targeted by. uh a club over the bridge. Bristol, was it? I believe. Bri- yeah, Bristol. This is an interesting one, I think, because like, you know, looking at a few Leon Brown stats earlier, mm. um, he's had his injury problems, of course, like and he's currently sort of 
sidelined with a recurring neck nerve problem. I'm probably maybe in the in the same sort of world as as Josh Navidi, but yeah. obviously he's coming through through that. But um, yeah, it was a 64 appearances for the Dragons over the last seven, eight years, something like that. I mean, yeah. and then 23 appearances for Wales. I mean, so much was built, so much was was built of of Leon Brown. Um, you just need him more consistent. I think if he had had the opportunity of more consistency and was a bit luckier with injuries, maybe he'd be pushing himself to the front. I mean, he looks good with ball in hand when he gets the opportunity. Does fade away in the scrum from time to time, but is that because of a matter of circumstance? I wonder. Yeah, like there's, there's only one way to get good at scrums, and that's to scrum. And like you know, if, if you are beguiled by these injuries constantly, I mean, first of all, it must be frustrating for the kid. Like, oh god, yeah, because he's probably more aware than any of us at, at the talent he's got at his, at his disposal. Mm. But, you know, he keeps getting the bad injuries, doesn't he? Like he's he's done his Achilles, I think he's done his knees, and now this like neck yeah. problem. And as you say, there are parallels with Navidi, um, whose return date kept getting pushed back and pushed back, and it, it didn't yeah. look good. And it sort of you don't want to think it like, but it, mm. reading a bit more into it, it does kind of echo that scenario, which you know we never wanted to see it for Navidi mm. at all. I mean, we certainly don't want to see it for Leon Brown either. I think it might. You could argue. I mean, if you if you wanted to, it'd be worse for Brown because like Navidi did have his time in the spotlight. He did have a yeah. run of starts and caps for Wales um, and, and, and for Cardiff. Yeah, and the twenty three caps for for Wales. Have been here and there. Yeah, exactly. Sort of thing. And he's, he was back in the Wales squad for that Barbarians game. Mm, mm. But he must have been injured by there for, for Lloyd Fairbrother to get the, get the call. Yeah. Yeah. Fellow uh, fellow dragon there. Um, and, and if you, I suppose, if you look at it, I mean, you know, two capped hookers, two yeah. capped tight heads, mm. um, Aki Suli capped internationally himself as well, along with Roger Jones and capped as well so like you know if you've got to put tick boxes then you know six front rows with caps at your, at your disposal mm. not a bad little shout like yeah which is a bit more than maybe some of the regions can um think about yeah um and, and going on from injuries then um so i want to talk about this from the point of view of how wales online frame injury lists because they, they've talked about it in terms of wales but they've totally forgotten really, that the regions have got a fucking European fixture next weekend, and indeed last weekend. Yep. Um, so, Scarlet's without Costello, which on the face of it is bad for Scarlet's, mm-hmm. but then Johan Lloyd has been playing phenomenally well for them. Yeah. It, it, is he a one-man... Is he trying to be a one-man army, though? I mean, needs must, I suppose, at the minute. Well, I mean, yeah, I suppose... <laughs> I, I, like, was, I, I was really impressed him at the Arms Park. Yeah. Really impressed. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was excellent. He's a bit of an all-rounder. Like, he's got a running game. He's got a kicking game. He's got a passing game. And he runs more than he kicks and passes. But yeah. do you really want to see a 10 crash ball 12 in? Hmm. I mean, I didn't watch the game against, against Casa. So more on that a bit later. No. Like, I, so I don't, like, I have yet to see him against, like, one of the one of the really big teams. Yeah. Um. So it'd be interesting to see how he performs there because, yeah, um, I think at times it was a bit easy for him against us at the Arms Park. But yeah, going down the list, then Shinza's out until the new year. Uh, Falatau's out until the new year. And I mean, mm. 
that's so rough for us at the Arms Park. Um, yeah, well, you say that Martin McKenzie Martin, or it Martin McKenzie? McKenzie Martin, Ely's finest, but. No, apologies for for the talking of no, no, but anybody who's got two first names is is gonna happen. I remember when um. LRZ first came on the scene. I I could not get my brain to get the order of the names right, so yeah. I was calling him. Lew- I was calling him Lewis Zamet Reese for like the first year of his career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I, he, there is that, Mikey. But like, I mean, so Fala, we're missing Falato, uh, and also Gwilym Bradley, Tom Young, both um, Tamani and Ellis Jenkins as back rowers. We're missing. <laughs> I mean, Ellis Jenkins is more unfortunate than. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, isn't it? Like, you know, but... yeah, but even so. Um, and of course, yeah, Falato is going to get fit in time, just in time for the Six Nations. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think he would have. You wouldn't think it. Yeah. I mean, we, I, mean, I think Biz would be spitting if he was online now, thinking, mm. oh, this is just another case of, of Sanjay again, you know, yeah. just being fit for yeah. Wales. He's never fit for the Cardiff and he's just fit for, for, for Wales. It happens. But it does. It does. Um, but we're also, uh, we're, I, I did see that Joe Roberts as well at the Scarlets. There's, there's actually no return date being given for him. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that's... Um, What's he done then? I'll tell you in a moment. Because um, I've, I've made notes, but I didn't make notes in such great detail. Uh, so let's have a look. Joe Roberts, rugby injury. Do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, that's uh, that's not coming up for me right now, Mikey. So uh, maybe I'm sure Biz would be fully, yeah, fully aware of the situation there. It's a real shame he's not here, actually. Because, um, but no, uh, when, you know, when it comes to Joe Roberts, I was I was quite impressed with him. Yeah, he looked very sharp in that South Africa game. Yeah, and for the for the Scarlets, as the opportunities the opportunities that's presented itself to him as well. But uh, yeah, look, like, uh, definitely one to think about now. Sort of like George North has sort of mm. exiled himself from selection for Wales, essentially, effectively. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm I'm really excited at some point to see a sort of Joe Roberts, Max Llewellyn, Stroke Hawkins centre partnership. I mean, where do you fit Grady in though? So I've had to think about your Grady to the wing theory. It's happening. It's happening. Well, I think it's more a case of Cabango and Lane being injured at the same time. Cabango, Lane, and Summerhill being injured at the same time is why we've I, why we've shoved him out there. I can see it. I can definitely see it. But when you look at his performances on at centre versus the opportunities he's had on the wing, he's playing. A, I think he's more suited. He's playing a much better supporting role. I mean, now he's a couple of times he's been on the end of that last pass. Hmm. He's putting himself in good, put himself in a good position to receive that last pass to get the score, and that's critical for a winger. I mean, you, it may not necessarily be one be the outside side of being all creative and and whatnot, hmm. and but to be that person on the end in space to make sure that score is is made is yeah, it's critical. I think he makes like bottom half of the URC table teams shit themselves when he's marauding hmm. down the wing. I think so. I think top end, top end international, not for the time being. Um, I think he might need to add some subtlety. Um, he might, I, you know, I, he needs to read the game a bit. And I, I do wonder about fielding kicks as well. Yeah, I, 
looking a bit if you if you're Warren Gatland then mm. I I think I I think he's he's seeing shades of a young George North in Grady maybe with a bit more go forward in his as it is now because George Ford George Ford mm. George North had some great direct rugby but. I feel Grady seems to have that tenacity to take two or three players on and still make that extra two or three yards, even on the way down kind of thing, which I don't think George North had a lot of mm. kind of thing. He's almost... He can dip and dive between players and sort of roll with the punches, but Grady's physically getting... bringing players down with him sort of thing. Mm-hmm. He's almost like a reverse um, Jamie Roberts, isn't he? Because I, I remember Jamie Roberts yeah. started out on the wing and then Wales brought him into 12. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this this clamour for Grady to go from the centre outwards. I don't know. There's so much time left to, to see what happens. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. I, I'm still sort of 60% that he's a 13, though. But what happens then when Kamango comes back and when um, Lane comes back? Because, again... Kabango with a bit more time on his side. Yeah. Great player. Looks got looks to be a great player. Lane. I still think he's one of the best options on the wing for Cardiff. Solid. He's a solid and, URC player. And I think I mean, I'm not saying if it was rugby with 16 players, he'd make the cut every time. But I think he needs another looking at. I mean, this is where it rankles me, why why there's not an A team. I think, hmm. you know. Someone like not pigeonhole Owen Lane, pigeonholing mm-hmm. Owen Lane in a A team, but I mean, what a, an opportunity just, just to get out there in front of contemporaries at that level. Yeah, I think with, it's with, just, with, it's, with a stepping stone, it's a bit of a is this stepping stone that trying to develop the EDC to be. But, it's a it's a funny old thing, isn't it? Because not many countries have an A team anymore. Like I remember sort of back in the mid noughties when you know England and Ireland and Scotland all seem to have one. I was sort of for it, but like, you know, who would an A-team actually play anyone? I suppose you'd be sort of throwing a bone to Spain, you know, well, that this is, this USA, get, Canada. But this is where you get the A-team Six Nations back as well. You know, you got to get a lot of stakeholders on board there. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, right, okay. Put get like around this. the table, right. <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's, let's hash this out. Okay, scenario, right? <laughs> yeah. Friday night, Arms mm. Park, Wales A, England A. Several Guinness now got down on Gallats, right? How much fun? How good? Oh, I'm, I'm not denying it'd be fun. Um, I just wonder if it'd make any money and if it'd have any benefit apart from being incredibly fun. It's, the, the benefit is the players getting that exposure. I mean, it, it would be mm. a lot better. I'm not saying you could have it in the Arms Park. Maybe you need, some, some, need it somewhere. Oh, gosh, like the Liberty. Mm-hmm. So it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's in that kind of arena, which makes. I'm not saying it that playing it in Cardiff would make it feel special, but if mm-hmm. you look in the both stadia, Cardiff still feels and great that it does like a club stadia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the Liberty has that more grandeur stadia stadium feel. I mean, like you know, Cardiff playing out in the Arms Park is like. <laughs> Ponty playing outside his road. 
Oh, I same it's, thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the same thing. Like yeah. Newport, like the Dragons playing out of Rodney Parade. Mm. It's still a club ground, and yeah. it, it it serves serves them well. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the, you take the Liberty for example, where like you know the Ospreys struggled to get three thousand on the on the weekend. Yeah, wild. Uh, and, and you look at the Scarlets, six thousand if they're lucky. That's another fourteen thousand seat stadium. Mm. The Ospreys is in or around the twenty thousand. Yeah. So then you fill in Yams Park with what is it, fourteen thousand? Uh-huh. So it seems like the our capacity gets reduced every year based on new. I I don't. I'm not complaining, but I feel like the new and tighter regulations come in vis-a-vis steward steward numbers etc so what you're saying is that you see easy to breathe in the north terrace (laughs) it is yeah so like i I remember being at sellout cardiff scarlets or cardiff dragons games and i haven't been able to move yeah um like you get your spot at the start of the game and you do not go and get a pint because you (laughs) you you, you're not getting back whereas now like you know a sellout you, is you can, a, you can. <laughs> yeah, and a sellout is about ten thousand two hundred now, as opposed to I think it was fifteen thousand yeah. at one point. And, and that's a, a bad number. It's double figures where you want it to be. We want really, more, but yeah, of we, course, we, yeah. Every every club region fan wants more. Yeah. Um. So it's it's tricky at the minute, but I think there's regulations coming in. But I think going back to the eighteen, one problem I think I'd have with it is. I feel like it might spread the talent even yet thinner, and you'd absolutely <sighs> you'd, you'd need you would need like a more aligned calendar, I think, so that the international A and region games don't and EDC games don't overlap. Because <laughs> well, I mean, this is where the cream rises to the top, isn't it? I mean, for my opinion, like you know, if if the EDC does go ahead the same time as the regions, the same time as Wales, the same time as less. Let's play with the Wales A team. So, like you know, this is why the EDC is there. You've got your, your top end Wales Wales players who are in the shop window. Then you've got your A team players, which you mean picked off like your likes of Euron Lane, Ashton Hewitts, like Callum. I was going to say Callum Foy, it's not Callum Foy. Callum Two Plotu possibly. Hmm. Uh, um, Ryan Woodman on the weekend was at a hell of a game. Um, Alex Mann be another prime example, a poor candidate for the A team, you know, top tackler in in the league. So there's those opportunities there. And then you've got the the boys who feed that level from within the academies, giving them the exposure as well. But like you said, I I'd agree that it's got to be sensitive to the timings with cup games, etc. If it was and to the, those availabilities. But from a rugby and developing development sense i can't see any disbenefits the regions will be up in arms about it but i mean stripped of even more players but i mean is is this something then i mean we didn't worry about this so much when before the regions when it was the anglo welsh not the anglo welsh the, the welsh scottish league when they were yeah more teams more players so is that a matter to consider as well well i think you've got a, a like a collusion of problems at the minute so like yep. you know we've got a four and a half million pound salary cap going down to four million and what it means is i mean what is it cardiff's got like 37 players in this squad so you know 
you, you mm. send some of those to Wales, some of those to Wales A, and then Cardiff are playing at the, on the same weekend or like a weekend before when the Wales players are training. You're in trouble. Yeah. No, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think the only way for that to work is a calendar which doesn't have international windows anywhere near club windows. And, you know, that, that, I'm not against that. I think that'd be no. a good thing. And I think if you had a global calendar, which was aligned, rugby's a much easier sport to market. Oh, yeah. And to, to, to watch as well, not just market to watch. I mean, you know yeah. where it's going to be, when it's going to be. I mean, yeah. there's a, that, that Facebook group, uh, Facebook group, the WhatsApp, uh, WhatsApp group, Twitter page, X, call it what you bloody want, <laughs> which collates all the rugby. And it's like 27 channels, 40 teams. Yep. Three different time zones. I mean, like, and they're all on like different channels Sky, via Play. We don't BT, make it easy yes, for ourselves. Yeah. Like, like, no, I mean, the European tournament, some of the games are on free to air, some of them mm. are on via Play, and mm. then the Champions Cup is on TNT. Like, yeah, horrible. And of course, all horrible. the channels keep rebranding themselves. I mean, via Play was Premier Sports 18 months yeah. ago, TNT was yeah. BT Sports this time last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nobody knows the bloody hell they are. Bloody mind blowing, but like, so, yeah, you know, you, you you throw you throw an A team in the mix, it'll be on Dave plus one, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it'll keep being on Dave plus one all week. You'll have a drop yeah. and miss it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but but, but I, 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 we, we could go around in circles here. This is uh, one, this yeah. is one for off season how we would structure a season, um, but yeah, uh, I think what we'll do then, we'll take a little break there before we talk about last weekend and next weekend, is it, yeah. Lovely stuff. We 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 consider this a slow news week, Mikey. I think we we filled the vacuum well, quite yeah, well. To, to be fair, yeah. I mean, yeah. give us a dog, give us a bone not to chew, and we'll uh, and we'll chew it. Do yeah, we will duly give it a chew. All right, but I'll uh, speak to you in a bit, uh, Tara. Tara. All right, uh, welcome back, uh, Mikey. What did you get up to in the break? I washed my dishes. Did you? Yeah. I um. I went down the rabbit hole, and it, it it wasn't a rugby rabbit hole. I don't mind telling you. That's another story for another day. Understood. We'll keep that one under wraps. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do we start with an admission that we neither of us managed to watch uh, Castro versus Scarlet? I think we should. Uh, um, yeah, definitely address the um, red um, dragon in the room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, they did go down thirty-four sixteen away. Um, Liam didn't seem particularly happy. <laughs> he wouldn't be. No, but he never is. No. Um, but yeah, uh, we've. I mean, we. I. I think you and I called this, didn't we? Yeah, I think. Um, you know, uh, sometimes I think you got to the 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 stench of realism needs to kick in pretty um pretty solidly, and you know, like. Uh, the identity scarlets are trying to find themselves at the minute is they're struggling with it like any um and i think in in struggling to find that identity yeah isn't serving them very well on the park either you know and castro <laughs> they're one point off the top of yeah. the pro 14 um and we, <clears throat> we thought maybe maybe the challenge cup wouldn't be really be on their radar uh, yeah. But it appears it, it very much is actually. But and I think this is the La Rochelle effect from last year. I think maybe a lot of a lot of French sides have have actually stepped up and sort of taken note that actually, yeah, mm. we can make something of this. We, we can actually make something of this. Be it be a Challenge Cup, be a Champions Cup. 
Mm-hmm. And maybe it'll it'll stop the French team from being so French and not playing the <laughs> you know, and where they don't perform away from home. Yeah. But I'm sure we'll come on to that later. French teams not performing away you, from home. Here's an interesting thing. Uh the top five teams in the top fourteen have all won six out of nine games. Really? Yeah, Racing, Toulon, Castra, Pau, uh, and Stade Francais have all won six. Uh, Racing ahead with bo- five bonus points. I think that's, well, that's uh, brilliant. Yeah, uh, but you look at that, I suppose. Like you know, I mean, if they, 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 we you know, just saying them, but the French thrown off the shackles of mm. of, of oppression of winning away from home. I mean, <laughs> they have sort of overcome still go away Pau would still go away to La Rochelle and and lose but La Rochelle may well go away to Pau and lose yeah 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 no, no totally I mean La Rochelle I was going to say languishing in ninth but they're, you know they're only two wins behind that uh, you know top well, yeah, tranche of, of teams and you know one to two two wins on the bounce puts them back up, puts them right up in the mix the top top half of the table like yeah, they they results, are results going the other way for other teams and such. It's a very dynamic league by the look of it. They are yeah, three points from being sixth. It's mad. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, let, maybe let's talk about the games we did watch. And um, let's do Ospreys Benetton first. Very back Ooh. and forth, wasn't it? And and oh, one for the yeah. forwards. I mean, if you mark Jones, like you're going to be wondering <laughs> where, like you know, how you managed to leak so many points. But if you Richard Fussell, you're going, well, you're attacking so bad after all, is it? But how much is he doing with the forwards? And how much is, is he doing with the backs? <laughs> I was about to say, they, they interviewed Richard Fussell at one point, and I'm thinking, yeah, but he's not, you know, the ball isn't, we don't, Ospreys aren't winning all those ball tries just because of Richard Fussell's in, but he didn't really have no. a lot to say, did he? It was, no. <laughs> that interview didn't last long. <laughs> no, it didn't. But yeah, fair play to it. I mean, whether they worked on that in the week and sort of identified a weakness within. Uh, be, be uh, not be rich. Um, Benetton. I mean, I mean, they had the chance to have a bite to them the, the week before. Mm. And mm. from memory, I think they did take a few chomps at that opportunity. So they weren't going in there untested, untested themselves. I suppose. So looking at sort of that, a lot of rotation within the Osprey squad. Like, but mm. and it, and, it, and it shows the process works when Derby Lake scores four tries. <laughs> that was wild. Sorry, I just coughed on it my microphone. Um, yeah, De- didn't Sam Harry get on the board then when Lake went off as well? No, no, he didn't. No, I, he was, did. I was bouncing for him to get on the. I thought that that for me would have would have proved that the Ospreys had worked on that so hard and so yeah. much that you know you anybody could, put, could have played anybody, <laughs> Yeah, and to take nothing away from Dewey Lake, he's a yeah. beast of a bloke. Yeah. Uh, not not all his tries were from um, from the driving line out. Yeah, but uh, it was engineered in and yeah. around yeah. that fast end of the game. But yeah, I mean, like even I mean, it would have justified the Ospreys' work ethic if Sam mm. Harry had gone on the, gone on the board. It's um, yeah, I think if Ospreys can build on that game plan, that's a good it, scalp because you know to yeah. beat Benetton, who are let's not forget a top six URC team. If, if Ospreys can be that savvy for the rest of the season, they, you know, they could mm. eke they a could little be... bit up the URC table. Probably enough into that Champions League spot. Top eight. Is bottom, it top eight? So the bottom, yeah, I'm sure it's top eight. Okay. Bottom, bottom half of that eight, but in that top eight nonetheless. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm on a quick look at the table. I do wonder who they'd be targeting overtaking in the top eight. Um, as it stands, it's the bottom, it's, 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 from, it's from nine down, really. You want to look, yeah. I think. Because <laughs> uh, uh, as it stands, like Leinster, Glasgow, Bulls, Munster, Edinburgh, Ulster, nailed on to be in there at, at, at yes. the end of the season, I thought. And then it's, I guess, between Benetton, Connaught, Lions, Stormers are having a weird little season down in 10th. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's, it's probably that little bracket play, sort of that mm. from yeah. six, between six and six and 12, mm. six and 10, maybe that, that, that's where the battle, it's like watching the midfield battle in an F1 race on a weekend. Like, isn't it? I mean, you don't really want to watch a top end because, you know, Max, Max is going to win it all. Yeah, and Lewis is going to and Lewis is going to have a tantrum about it. But like you, watch, you watch this field battle where where Hass are making making edge roads in, but then eventually end up finishing eighteenth and nineteenth. It's that kind of little stuff. Like again, that's that's where the that's where the uh, sport is interested. I I haven't watched Formula One since Schumacher was. Uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'm just ch- ch- chucking around a few names. Which apologies, those those who were a little, a slightly more versed in F1 may may get what I'm on about. Um, I tell you, what we, it might be worth doing here is, uh, if we cover like the Ospreys Benetton game and then we look at Ospreys next weekend as well. So like, um, so maybe let's go back a step and look what Scarlet's are doing next weekend. Yeah, interesting fixture actually. They're hosting Black Lion, mm. uh, in Parker Scarlet. Yeah, who. By the looks of it, push Gloucester in Georgia, fifteen ten, would be quite interesting, really. Like Scarlets will want to bounce back. Um, yeah, and Black Lion they, they, will be, I think, that... buoyed against their, uh, yeah, uh, given that narrow defeat to Gloucester, could be an interesting game. Almost like they 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 deserve to be there, but but Georgian rugby deserves a lot more than what it's getting. It mm. deserves a place in a better European tournament yeah. internationally and in terms of club club level. But like, yeah, I, I certainly think Scarlet's will be targeting Black Lion for a win. Dragon Ball going to the West. The West, definitely. Yeah, they'll, they'll want a um, a bonus point win for sure there. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and, and maybe like, you know, it happened, was it two seasons ago where... Sorry, go on, Mikey. So maybe it happened two seasons ago with the Scarlets, didn't it? Where uh, is it? It happened two seasons ago with the Scarlets, where they got a, a couple of good wins at Christmas, and that sort of springboarded them in for the rest of the season, sort of pushing, mm. Mm. pushing hard for sort of top half of the middle, top half of the bottom table finish kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, to, just to catch us at then, uh, Ospreys are away to Montpellier uh, next weekend, which is where they oh, were <laughs> this time last year. I fancy it. <laughs> I fancy it again. Let's, uh, let's have a Derry quick Lake look. Four, Derry Lake four tries. Well, Montpellier are actually bottom of the top 14 um, with one win from nine, seven points. They're in a relegate. Well, they will get relegated if they don't back up. I wonder if they mm. give a shit. Like, this this might be there for Ospreys but, but, to just walk away with. Well, well, yeah. I mean, like, you know, what, 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 you, know you, you don't earn your money mm. from week to week by playing in Europe. You mm. earn it from opinion to your fans but you know there's it's not as if they want to earn a crust I mean if they can offer George North 300 grand a season in the pro de deux 
Well then. <laughs> and, I, you know I, also, mean? I also have to add to this that Montpellier did just beat Newcastle away. Uh, and I know Newcastle aren't up to much. They themselves are bottom of the Gallagher Prem, uh, winless in eight. Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, and they've, yeah, so they haven't won all season. That could be a, yeah, yeah, that could be interesting though. Another situation maybe where his horses for courses and like, you know, you, you know you're stealing for in, in a, within a season, I think. And, mm. um, oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe Montpellier's season, Montpellier's season, uh, hang on, I'll get this right now. Montpellier's ceiling this season Oof. is, is, <laughs> <laughs> that was a mouthful. That's what she said. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, I've I've got a harder he's, he's, one. He's, I want you to he's say avoiding rele- I want, he's avoiding I want, relegation. Yeah. I want you to replace Montpellier there. I want you to say Stade Francais instead. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did I say? Uh, Stade Francais season ceiling for the season. Stade Francais Stade Francais ceiling for the season. Fifty one. Not bad, but there's there's got to be a more difficult tongue rugby tongue twister we can come up with. New feature Saracen's, for the pod. New feature yeah. for the pod. I'll come up with one every week, and you have to say it. I'll hold up a flashcard. Yeah. We're on. <laughs> We're on. I mean, the, the only other sort of like maybe uh, other club I can think of with a is a Saracen Snakes. Snakes. Saracen's ceiling for the season. Oh, I did it again. Yeah. Bodo Bigle Bigat. Yeah. There's there's plenty to be had here. Yeah, you oh can, yeah, yeah. You can do that. Send them in. S- send them in. S- right? Send them in for Mikey to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Let's go on to dragons then. Last weekend and the upcoming weekend. Ooh. It was a it was a trick. I, I don't. For a while, I thought they were going to dragons it. So dragons ended up beating Oyana twenty four seven. Oyana eleventh in the top fourteen nine from four. Dragons are bottom of the US. Bottom. There's another one. Of the URC, one win from seven. And do you know what? Until the last 10 minutes, I thought they might well dragons this. Yeah, three tries in, what was it? Short, short succession, starting with Joe Davis. Four or five minutes, yeah. Then two two from uh, Rio, 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 which... I think, oh, and, and I didn't realise it was Joe Davis' first try in 10 years. Yeah, try fair facts. How like. good, how bloody good. Like, if, yeah. if there's a guy who's tried harder, and I know we may have said this before on the pod, like, but he's been so solid with the Dragons over his tenure. Yeah. And, you know, that guy deserves a testimonial, if if nothing else. I swear to God there was a um, a Wales player who played, like, for 10 years and then scored a try. I can't think who he was. Uh, but I, I just remember being so chuffed the guy I, again forward maybe a hooker you know maybe it's like a Matthew Reese or something yeah something like that yeah, yeah. but it's, it's, it's nice what, when it happens isn't it oh it, it is yeah like and, you know someone who's you know, obviously grafted and seen yeah. the, the dragons high the dragons lows and he's, yeah. he's always been there like and you know plugging away plowing away doing his best work for the dragons like and mm. and you know one of them absolute stalwarts who the dragons rely on week to week yeah um, so for you, was this a case of Oyanat uh, sort of lying down and dying, or because I mean they were in the game, so I, I, I guess yeah, like yeah. That, that one try to take Dragons essentially out of reach was probably it for them. But it's a bonus point win, like Dragons are five nil. Yeah, 
Yeah. And we were, <laughs> I was suggesting to Data Dream in the, in the WhatsApp group, yeah, Data yeah. Dream for, for a bonus. But, um, yeah. More than once a week, I have to attend week your optimism. is <laughs> <laughs> Not today, not today, <laughs> not today, Mikey Harris. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I I do believe when Rio was steaming away for the last try in the in the in the, in the last few minutes, I, I do think they they give up the ghost then. And mm. I mean, it got to it gets when when they scoring tries in the last minutes of the game, it's it's almost like you know you do feel you can't do anything about it. Like you yeah. know, the, the the Joe Davis. I think it did start with the Joe Davis try, mm. Rio's first try. Was pretty lucky, yeah. So I mean, you take 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 Rio's first try away, but even with his second try, let's call it. Say if that was the third try, that was still well worked. I mean, it was from it was it was course to course, sort of, wasn't it? From one try line effectively to the other, and you know, you can see what what Gatlin says now when he means he works hard. He works bloody hard. Mm. He, to, to be fair to him, and I think that that's I'm seeing that now more more and more week to week. I mean, I mean Ashton Hewitt was no slouch on the weekend either to get over for the first. I thought that try was well taken. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, was good. yeah. And uh, again, he's another one who's plugged away, and maybe with a bit more luck and a few less a few less injuries would have chipped away a bit more at, at, at a cap or two. Like, but you know, I think he'll have again, been involved in conversations for selection. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. But I think. Another one, another one. There was like you know, dragons to the core, and we'll, oh, we'll do his best work. Yeah, very suited. Like, um, I gotta say as well, I do love that off pink dragons third jersey. It, it grew on me throughout the game. Mm. I didn't, I didn't know what to make of it to start when it was announced first. I was like, ooh. Ah, it's a little uh, bit different, but the collar's spot on, and like VX3 have done a, a good yeah. job on that top. I think. I, I. I did have to, I'll drop a few pictures in the old uh, in the thread after, like, mm. but uh, I, I the the blue and pink, as you said, but it, it, it it's got something like haven't it? It's mm. it's, it's quite um, it's almost it's got the smart classiness of a sort of cycling pro tour jersey. Yeah, and I think Europe calls for that. Mm. I think mm. like yeah, with with the Ospreys jersey last year when it was full of, it looked like in. Uh, I, I tell you what, like I don't. Acid I, trip. I don't like that Ospreys away top with the with the mask on on the front. The, oh, the Osprey, God, no. like oh, the European um, jersey. Yeah. Oh, I, I t- Mikey. Speaking of weekends games, did, did you fixture against Red Velen actually happen? It didn't. No, uh, we got called okay. off. Well, it what, was uh, suitably gutted. What uh, What was the What was the cause? Uh, the, the game had been called off in the, the week uh, because uh, a lot of the boys. Uh, Work with the same company, and uh, uh, it was bugger. it was going to be a works party on the, uh, on the Friday before the Saturday, <laughs> but uh, that got called off because Did it? of it, yeah, because of um, because of a, a cup game on the Saturday, which got yeah. called off because of the weather. So Jesus nobody's Christ. very happy at the minute. Oh, nightmare! Is there but, anything? Uh, is there anything up this weekend for, for Nelson? Yes, it's, well, this 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 cup game has been called off twice already. Mm-hmm. Once for a frozen pitch two weeks ago. Once for a frozen pitch. No, sorry, waterlogged pitch this week. Frozen pitch. Oh, only in week. only in fucking South Wales could you have a fro or, or the UK gets a frozen pitch one weekend. <laughs> one waterlog less than seven days later. Waterlogged, like <laughs> yeah. So, but but there, there is a date which. This nah. the cup game's got to get played by. So yeah, 
Um, obviously, some of our listeners may be well, a bit more well versed in in how rugby functions itself, itself within the leagues, but um, it, it there is a win. I'm not sure how long the window is, mm-hmm. but if 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 the window closes, it goes to the most sickening of outcomes. Oh, I know. Last year toss. was bad, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. coin toss. And nobody wants that. You want to put your best yeah. work in on, yeah, on the pitch yeah. where you've been training for. But um, the thing is now, because like these two games have been called off. One weekend was a, was a designated cup weekend. The second weekend was a league weekend. So that means that that league fixture gets put back a week. Or that needs to be rearranged. Mm-hmm. This, this has happened sort of, this is in its third week now coming up. So that's two league fixtures, which um, need to be, pushed back to whenever they can fit him in. And, you know, yeah. it, it, I know it's a bit of a bit of a chat around Clubland, you're like, but it, you'll see teams playing Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. But I mean, being that scenario myself, like, you know, playing Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday is, oh, yeah. it's good fun. Because <laughs> you haven't got time to think about it. You just, you just bang, right, we're into this one. Right, we haven't got time to train. Bang, we're into it again. Bang again. And you haven't got time to, you haven't got time to train. You haven't got time to recover. You're just going to pick your boots up and stick your gum shield in and go, let's, and let's, let's, let's rock. I need time for your socks to dry. Right. And um, so Dragons then find themselves away in Po uh, next weekend, who find themselves oddly in fourth in the top 14. Uh, usually, wow. usually they're one of those yo-yo-y teams, aren't they? Um, yeah. And they were, however, hammered away at Sharks 45-5. Interesting. So the way I read this, Pope find themselves in a unlikely battle for the top 14 playoff mm. so i don't uh, i don't know if they give it... a shit about this challenge cap <laughs> malarkey and i'm wondering so if you... dragons are now buoyed by beating a french team yeah. are they up for this in the, in the alps this is what i love about sport right there is nothing like a bit of oh, on the road drama like you know this this is this is what we live for like you know like you said over there now like a, a, a boat gonna care, uh, Montpellier gonna care. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, <clears throat> and if, if they don't, so what? I, yeah, I, I say so. What. It doesn't make for a great spectacle, and it doesn't sort of make for a great European tournament. Mm. But, um, oh, I need to apologize. Sense. It's 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 not in the Alps. I, I've completely confused with Grenoble. It's uh, it's down in the in the south, sort of smack in the oh. middle. Uh, so like towards the Pyrenees, basically. Well, that's uh, sort of a bad little jolly for the dragons, isn't it? Uh, is not, right? not, not a coastal town by any means. It's um, sort of exactly halfway between Bayonne and Perpignan, basically. Uh, oh, all right. Still yeah, not, uh, just, just north not of too, the Spanish border there. Not, not too far from the Riviera. They'd be... Um, I wonder if it's Basque. Pressed. Yeah, it could be Basque country, I think. Hmm. Be, you, yeah. you, you'd go and have a little look down there, wouldn't you? Like, you know? oh, yeah, it looks like a lovely town. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm for it. Pow just... Uh, sorry, not Pow. Pow. Oh. Uh, um, sacking this one off much in the same way Montpellier may well um, <laughs> do because like I said you know the week to week rugby plays, pays the bills this is a nice little bonus on top yeah. so uh, moving on to French teams who aren't sacking off Europe uh, Cardiff went to Toulouse mm. on uh, on Saturday uh, we went down 52-7 it was always going to fucking happen <laughs> it's okay what anyone oh, was saying. Yeah, I think uh, I mean, they would. I think with the selection Cardiff made, I mean, like, yeah, a couple of youngsters having a having a, a 
run out. Um, yeah. Trying to channel the um, the energy of two years ago, which isn't wrong, of course. But um, I great experience from and obviously maybe Cardiff know where they want to channel their energies. Yeah, picking their battles. Um, yeah, with obviously with them with a the, with the few injuries as well I mean, and suspensions, no less. Um, yeah. Can't ignore that either. Um, so play what's in front of you like and, and but Cardiff are good at that I think and I think that's where like they have my utmost respect when they chose the boy from the rags and Ellis Jenkins was leading the charge when Toulouse come to Cardiff mm. sorry was it Toulouse or was it Toulon Toulouse, Toulouse. it was it was yeah. Entomac and uh, Tony DuPont were both there and um, yeah. I, I, I tell you what but like I, I think that was the big difference I think the arms park factor you t- t- take him out of yeah t- and, and it was it was a fun day out for everyone, you know. Whereas, oh yeah, yeah, you know, I I did see, um, yeah, there was there was a little pocket of Cardiff fans out there, and I think some travelling reserves looked like they had some fun as well. But that's all it was ever going to be, I think. Just a, uh, we might as well yeah. just come in, you know, uh, Mackenzie Martin. I was just going to say notable, notable mention for a Mackenzie Martin, like an um... another heart on sleeve performance. Mm. He's um, if if he becomes like a good player, he's easily going to be our captain. Like. <laughs> He's he's got something of need. Like he's yeah. there's there's something there, and he's and he's had a bit of a, a go on your microphone on the uh, on on telly as well, has not he? So, so um, Cardiff, man. Mm, like I've oh, never I, heard I, such I a... know. Yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> the new he's the new Dan Fish when it comes to Cardiff accents. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's it's niche, isn't it? Yeah, so, I mean, let's, let's just say that. I've phoned myself in Cardiff, you know, quite a lot. I lived there for a bit, and obviously I support the team. Some, you know, Ed. Cardiff boy, you know. Um, oh yeah, he's, he's he's thick of it as well. Up from Fairwater, there, like it's one accent. I just can't figure out how to imitate. Like I, I just can't. Yeah, like I, I can't get the vowels out. Like I, I can do one <laughs> word in a Cardiff accent. That's oh, and apart, <laughs> apart from that, I got I got nothing. But this it's it's like you know, it's, it's almost like China Chinese. Like it is. There's different dialects. Yeah. Cardiff. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you, it's like you got like with Mackenzie Mackenzie Martin with the head from Fairwater. Then you're like you've yeah. got Gabalfa like with Dave <laughs> Dave from Gabalfa. Dave from Gabalfa. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen him. I've seen him a fortnight ago. Didn't you see him like a year ago as well? Christmas shopping or something. I, I'm sure you've got two stories about seeing Gabalfa Dave recently. <laughs> yeah, he was. It was the back of him. I've seen, seen the back of him going into uh, the Santa show that I just come out of with Meg. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I, did, I didn't have a chance to say hello just yeah, because yeah. he was he was like twenty yards that way. Uh, but uh, if you yes. if you just shouted Cabalva Dave, about twenty people would have turned around as well. Like, so oh, oh yeah. yeah. But uh, I suppose you could say the same thing about the Valley's mind. Oh, like, you know, no, I, I was still just like Lloyd's back in town. Lloyd's Bank and Tonop Handy once and somebody shouted Reese and about four of us looked up from our phones. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, so yeah, next weekend we've got Bath in Cardiff. Are you tempted by that? 8 p.m. on Sunday. 8 on a Sunday? 8 p.m. on Saturday. Sunday? 8 p.m. on a Saturday. My apologies. Oh, next Saturday. Cardiff play Bath who comfortably comfortably beat Ulster 37-14. Uh, Ulster... Where are they? They're quite high in the URC, aren't they? They're seventh, four from seven. Uh, Bath, second in the Gallagher, five from eight. I, I, I could a... be tempted. I could be tempted at eight o'clock on a Saturday. You know, mm. no, a few, uh, few beers in town and all. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And uh, that can heckle, can heckle Finn Russell from the side. Aye. Right. So, presumably, in the Champions Cup versus English opposition, you'd be uh, you'd be supporting the Welsh team, would you? Obviously. Yeah. 
Andy Robinson, your lot divided hiding. We did have Bath in a preseason a couple of years back, and I, if I recall correctly, we beat him by a few points. So mm. you know, if the form guide is anything to go by, well, yeah, we should win. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm like, no, let's let's not forget Sale last season. What yeah. a frightener! What an absolute frightener there. Like, and again, um, Domachowski and Azarati absolutely battered him. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm excited and, to see what team Bath put out here because there's uh, going to be some superstars I'm going to have to give a hard time to. Yeah, like Finn, just get in his head. The problem with Finn is, I don't think you can get in his head. Like, <laughs> like he, he just he just enjoys well, it. He, like he's part of him back, send him back to wherever he come from in France. That's that's where he belongs. Yeah. That's that's his. That's why he enjoys his rugby, like you know, in, in in that arena kind of thing. Where like you know, the, the fans will play to it, like and. You, know, you can sort of like do the Ayatollah or whatever he was doing. Maybe we could do like, would the owner of a white Lamborghini please return to the car park? You've left your headlights on, maybe. And it will be deep into December by then, won't it? So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe there will be some of them with, um, yeah. and like, you know, uh, skins on or under armor, call it what you want. Yeah. Uh, and maybe they will be white and you can and then tell us what you're going to shout, Reese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not entirely heard of the factor fifty, of course. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are the other? Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that'll be a disappointing win for Bath myself. Well, a bit, bit more, oh, a bit more fierce, I think. I mean, I think give the arms park factor. Mm. It's not. This isn't necessarily simply for the devil, of course. Like, but uh, <laughs> I think Cardiff will give a good account of themselves. I mean, I hope so. If if, if you're looking at sort of maybe a uh, with what's his name, Grady on one wing, Adams on the other, mm. or Adams at fullback and Lane on the other wing, maybe there's some strike power there. Okay, um, so I'm just going to tell you some names from the Bath team that played Ulster. I recognise, right? Mm. Tom Dunn, Will Stewart, Charlie Ewells, Sam Underhill, Alfie Barbary, Ben Spencer, Finn Russell, Will Muir, Cam Redpath. Love Cam Redpath, really good player. Ollie Lawrence, Joe Thorne, a singer, uh, Juan Showman. Thomas de Toy, uh, Orlando Bailey, I forgot about him. So yeah, no, there's there's some names I can play with there. We'll, uh, <laughs> I think Lawrence and Underhill are the only, so, and maybe uh, Lawrence and Underhill are probably the, 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 the biggest threats there, in my opinion. Yeah. Other opinions are available. Cockney Singer, uh, um, lot made of him, <laughs> doesn't pull it out of the bag so often as he should. He's a big old beast. And, um, it was weird of him swapping the centre, see? Yeah, no, I remember if, that. Um, he's been on the block bit, hasn't he, as well? Well, yeah, he's been capped, like, but, mm. you know, capped when Eddie Jones was probably looking for a type of player yeah. to get him over the game line. And um, we're not you know, playing against Australia. I think we may have had his first cap or one of his more recent caps. And, yeah, look, look, look sharp against a, a weaker Australia team. Yeah. But... But, uh, I mean, why put yourself out against the, not, a, a not good team and look, and a team who are not at their best and, and, and look amazing? I mean, you want to put yourself up against yeah. the likes of, you know, the All Blacks then, or yeah. the South Africans, and then let's see what happens. But, yeah. yeah. I can't wait for team selection. I'm going to, like, it's going to get me going, that is. <laughs> 
Yeah, you can go, you've got to try and go with as much potency in the three-quarter. I mean, even just to sort of maybe nullify that potential cock and a singer attack and whatever kind of football game fiddle bring. Yeah. All right, but I think that's just about do it for last weekend and next weekend then. Um, last thing then, uh, any forbidden loves your end? Um, I'm out. No, fair I'm enough. Going to link. No, no problem. For me, it's uh, it's Munster. No, not often to praise the Irish team, but I feel like the way they dealt with their their fan who grabbed Constantine uh, Mikotadze, a Georgian lock, no less, during a scuffle mm. uh, when Munster were playing Bayonne. I thought it was excellent. They wasted no time in giving that guy a stadium ban. Uh, less than a week, you know, that happened on the weekend. The stadium ban has been announced today. Yeah. Um, so, yes, my love and appreciation for Munster for doing that. Forbidden in the sense that it was Munster that did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's only the right, it's, it's the right approach in it like you know yeah. we can't have it I mean no we spoke about in the pre-prod pre-pod meeting yeah uh, there have been other things of late that have gone on which are just as bad and you know the, the right action need to be taken I mean mm. I'm not so sure that a stadium ban is is enough I'm I'm all for a, an outright ban I mean rugby doesn't need that but more like, all stadia within within Europe at the, at the least. It's it's wild, isn't it? Because like this guy, he's in a difficult game against a tricky opposition. Mm. Like he's in the middle of a fight. Uh, you know, you grab him and you're leaving yourself open to all sorts of things. Like he could mistake somebody sat next to you for the person who grabbed him and yeah. lash out. For example, yeah. you could lash out at and- you. And that's not the fault of the player, then. You're putting him in a really difficult position. Mm, yeah. and, and fair play to the guy for not, you know, <laughs> you know, for keeping a head on it and yeah, to be not fair. getting carried away there. But who's who believes they have that right to no. do that to a player? No. I mean, that's crossing such. Well, it's a physical a boundary. line. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, no less a physical line. But it's 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 such a boundary, like you know. Yeah. Like in in the set of that physical line as yeah, well, yeah. but it's like you you you, you, no. you you don't do it. What possesses a person? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Munster there and their rugby values forbidden love this week. Fair play, right? And but does that wrap us up? It may well do. Lovely stuff. Well, thank you for listening. We am done the admin. I mm-hmm. am Reese. I'm at RJJ Blue and Black over on X. He is Mikey. He's at Mikey S Harris. Liam and Ed not with us tonight, uh, but you'll find them floating about. And if you want to hear more about the pod, we are at FL Rugby Pod. So thank you for listening and good night. Shut up.